Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 114 with London-based matte painter, Jama Jurabayev, who joins us this week to tell us some backstory about his heritage and how he got his start in the industry. He discusses his experiences in school, working super long hours, and pushing the limits to achieve his goals. We also discuss in detail the types of software and processes he uses to create the stunning work he puts out on a regular basis. Today's episode is brought to you by Maxon, the creators of Cinema 4D. Starting tomorrow, Maxon will be live streaming from Seagraph 2015 Los Angeles at c4dlive.com. They have an amazing lineup of 3D professionals who will be giving insight into their process and production techniques. Many of them will be showcasing features in Cinema 4D's release 17, which will be made available in September. And don't forget, when you visit c4dlive.com, be sure to also sign up for the raffle to have a chance to win over $34,000 worth of prizes. So check it out, everybody, c4dlive.com. Here we go, everybody. Episode 114. Let's roll. Let's, let's hear your story. Let's hear like where you come from and, you know. Yeah, tell all my miserable story. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, go ahead and tell it. Uh, okay, well, so I'm from Tajikistan, which is a former USSR republic. And I was born there. My mom is Russian, though. So my father is Tajik. So I'm kind of like this mixed race. Uh, 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 mixed race. And uh, we had the civil war starting from if I'm not mistaken, some mid-90s, and it was pretty bad. I mean, after Soviet collapse, everything was down. And my mom and my father, they are both, both of them are artists, and it was really tough time for them because they couldn't find jobs and they were desperate and stuff like that. So I think that's the time when I kind of decided no to not to go into art side of stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I... I went to do engineering and I left and I went to Turkey for 10 years. Well, I studied aerospace engineering Oh wow! Uh, for six and a half years. Yeah. I graduated from that in 2004, I think. Okay. And that was the second time when I realized, damn it, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it felt like I've got a lot of knowledge behind me and I've, I've got my cer- certificate and everything else, but it just felt so, I just felt so useless. You know, I didn't feel like I'm, I want to do this, this job at all. Yeah. And I, I was drawing when I was a kid, but it was nothing serious. And even when I was in uni, I kind of enjoyed more drawing and designing the aircrafts and actually building them and sure. like aerospace engineering was pretty very far from art side of things it was very logical about, right yeah it was all about math and physics and stuff like that it was cool but i just felt man i need to do something else <laughs> sure yeah and i went back home for a couple of years at kind of trying to find myself and started to work as a graphic designer i call it graphic designer but i was pretty useless as well i was just doing <laughs> like business cards and like primitive websites yeah, and people and make yeah, their living doing that some people kill it at doing those things <laughs> yeah yeah well i never had a dream that i will be doing that stuff and sure gay, like making my living and just doing well you know it was all like oh this is kind of temporary job and then something will come up you know and as i as i did that job i just realized that i like art more than anything else and i just started 
digging deeper and learning new stuff and yeah it was super crazy so for a while i did graphic design i think starting from 2007 i came back home from turkey and my brother he had this small advertising company and they had like a small design studio over there so i was i started there as a single artist and then it was two of us and then i ended up being like an art director of that studio and and having like 15 other people working with me illustrators but it was mainly like uh, graphic design based stuff it was websites illustration a little bit and i was always like i still remember i think it was late 2006 or so i saw like these digital paintings online i was like holy shit that's so cool was there I a particular artist or a piece that you yeah, can remember yeah it was it was Feng Feng Zhu. oh yeah the, Feng Zhu, yeah yeah the famous one and i i was like man this guy he has some secret and then at some point he mentioned wacom tablet and i said that's it i'm gonna get that thing you know <laughs> yeah and i saved a game changer. for a few months saved for a few months to buy that thing and yeah. when it came it came to me i opened it up and i just connected to the pc i made a first stroke and i just realized no it's it's not about vacuum you know <laughs> it's about it's about him skills being too awesome and all the background and slowly i started kind of learning them the basic stuff, the fundamentals, perspective, everything looked so ugly. I was so desperate. It's like, I still remember like recently there was this trend on Facebook. People would post old work and just see their progress. And I just found my old work and I was like, holy shit, that stuff looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know. It's good to and, see progress though, right? Yeah. At some point I even gave up, you know, like I was like, oh man, this stuff is not for you. You like... I was really desperate. I just gave up and did some other stuff. But when I came back to it in 2008, I was started participating in like online challenges and stuff like that, posting my stuff online as well. And for some reason, people started liking it. Like, oh man, that's great. That's good. Well, obviously, some of those were just just trying to be polite, you know. Sure, <laughs> which is me it's good to have encouragement, right? Yeah, but it helps. It, well, it's always easy to criticize something, but yes. you never know what's the background of that artist. Like, the, that's why, especially these days, when I'm much more experienced artist, I always try to. When I critique someone, I I need to find out more about the person, you know, like even at the workshops when people come by and ask for a portfolio review, you can't destroy like young guy who's just started, you know, yeah. if you just tell everything about how how much he sucks, he will just be destroyed. And this is probably not, not the best way. To, yeah, it's not constructive, to, you know, it's yeah. more destructive. Yeah, sure and yeah and then literally i started posting my stuff in 2009 i think it was concertart.org at those times yeah and yeah people started liking my stuff and i even got a full rights scholarship from the the art department school they had those times awesome and i did like i must have felt good huh yeah it was really great it it was Again, it was a little bit, not a little bit, it was quite tough for me because I was, I got married just about that time and I had a kid. Oh, wow. And because this school was online, it was all just on the internet and the main courses, they were uh, in Texas. So I had like 12 hour difference with them, just probably same as I have with you right now. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. I would like 
work uh, during the day and come home, deal with the kid, then they go to bed and then I start watching my lectures. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> for months I had like, a, I was sleeping for two or three hours a wow, day. Wow, that's good. No, it not good, pretty... but that's, that's kind of how it works. A lot of my friends and myself included had to do the same thing. Yep. It's interesting. Well, you need to sacrifice. Well, at some point I probably sacrificed too much. <laughs> I sure. got divorced and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, uh, it it really pays off afterwards. Like I can see the result of it, of me being working. Even still these days, I push my limits every day. I work like more than I asked for just because I know like I need, if I want to be good or be like best of the best, like we all dream, you need to do something extra. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I went to that school and into it like in 2011. Mm-hmm. I think I got this email. You know, sometimes you got emails on your in your inbox and you just ignore them because they look like a spam. You know, like I got this email from Microsoft.com and I was like, <laughs> and it's one of those. Didn't look at it at all, and for some reason for. Uh, like a couple of days later i just oh that looks like hr microsoft com yeah <laughs> i opened the letter and there was this uh, um recruiter from uh in the free for free industries and they wanted me to come over and join to work on halo 4 oh wow and that's I awesome like, what <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's a good opportunity you know right yeah. there it was amazing. I was so excited about it. Apparently, you know, Sparf, the Nicholas? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He saw my work and he was really, he really wanted me to join their team. I was like, so excited about it. And guess what? They just figured out that it's impossible to do a visa for me in a given uh, amount of time. No. I was absolutely destroyed. Well, you can imagine. Sure, like, I was of course. Already hoping to go over there and it was all that work a, and you're setting yourself up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was really upset, but you know, sometimes in to, in life stuff happens and you just need to accept it because like almost like a five months later, I was uh, invited to work on a project at MPC in London. Okay. It was MPC commercials. So uh, this is how you met Levy? Le- uh, uh, no, I met Levy a year later from that. Uh, I, I came over here, worked for a few months as a freelancer. Then I went back home hmm. and I was freelancing with MPC for almost a year. And once the, all the visa stuff got sorted out, I came back and like a month later, Levy came over as well. I was a big fan of Levy. He knows it. Like when I was just th- at the beginning of my career, I wrote him like a huge letter asking, oh man, help me please. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so was cool. So great. He replied me like a, almost like two pages. Oh, that's awesome. Full of wisdom and stuff like that. And yeah, like three years later, we ended up have, living together, fighting with each other, playing, <laughs> playing soccer. Yeah. You never would have thought that when you were sending that email, but I guess the intention's there, right? Yeah. So the intention no, it, kind of works it out. It was so great. Yeah, there was another artist who helped me a lot. It was Andre Wallen. Hmm. Uh, uh, he kind of recommended me for MPC, so I'm always thankful to him as well. So, yeah, like the connections you get as you go are very important. And like if you keep being a nice person, you can like people just uh, trust you and yeah, you, they can recommend you always for other companies and this is how it works basically yeah it's uh, a people person it's a person company you know like a 
that's what it really is you know deep down yeah so. absolutely absolutely so yeah in i came over here so i worked here for a while and they really liked my stuff and for uh, i went back but for a year we were working on freelance base and uh, at some point they just felt okay we need you over here and we, again we were trying to sort out the, all of those visa procedures you guys are so lucky to have american and british passports <laughs> yeah uh, you can't imagine it's really really like it's beyond being difficult i mean i have all the legal stuff like i i went to university and all that stuff it just takes a lot of time you know yeah it's pretty intense i have quite a few friends that have to deal with it and it's a lot of work it's a lot of it and a lot of intensity to get that all done so i'm definitely super thankful and happy but you know yeah yeah well anyway it's just a long procedural work <laughs> sure and yeah once that was sorted out i came over here with my family and started working at mpc i was in commercials for a while but i also started doing some film stuff as well mm -hmm. so and the last year i left mpc and i joined frame store as a full-timer and just working on movies at the moment which is great awesome how do you like frame store oh man frame store is really good like yeah because I had experience before and I, I just realized how it's important to have a really good team. Yes. You know, team is all everything. Yeah. Because, and it's not only artists, like you can work with a really good artist, but it also comes to management as well. Oh yeah, you've got absolutely. Nice producer and really nice art director. Like, yeah, we, well, we almost never have like, the uh, over times and really stressful times. I mean, job is always serious but somehow we managed to uh, divide uh, everything properly so everybody knows what he's doing and yeah so far it's great and the projects are like i can't say anymore but it's just awesome that's uh, awesome and you know these days everybody everyone is working on star wars like all the biggest studios and stuff sure. like that I, and personally i prefer to kind of work on the new projects more because you know when so in Star Wars, everything is already designed. Pretty yeah, much. exactly. You yeah. don't have much freedom. But when well, it well comes you do, to but it's really scary, you know, like working on that yeah, stuff because it, it it's is. like you're playing with like something really fragile, not fragile, but it's very, it's so hard, man. I would never want to be in JJ's, JJ Abrams' hands. I mean, maybe yeah. if somebody said, hey, do you want to remake this? I'd say, well, why not? But at the same time, yeah. It's so, it's, it's so much stuff, you know, like it's, do you have all these expectations of the world, you know? And yeah. And then yeah, like you said, Ralph is and Ralph McQuarrie did such an amazing job from the get go. It's like, good luck beating that, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tell the really nice, funny story about that. Like recently I was doing some um, commercial with Star Wars related and they wanted the commercial to look like uh, Ralph McQuarrie's uh, sketches. Oh Yeah holy shit that's not easy <laughs> no Especially he's a master make a moving pictures out of it it just doesn't look right no it doesn't it's, it doesn't translate the same yeah because they're so nice there are a lot of stuff going on you know a lot of small details it just basically took me five days just to study his work to replicate one of those frames yeah but even yeah. for that though like even if you look at the nuances of his work he he includes just the right amount to to get the information across and yeah, exactly. and he and that's a i think that's uh because he's moving so fast 
You know, so yeah. there's be, there'd be just amount, the right amount of work. And then he leaves the rest for your imagination to build and fill in the blank. So it becomes this interactive piece and it shows yeah. your, it, your mind uses it as a device, at least the way that I, cause I've studied his work too, just because I love yeah. it. And it's so amazing. He's a master. No, um, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Actually, I kind of skipped one of the steps when I was in art school, in that online school. Before that, I was kind of doing like, I, I, I was already working and doing some freelance jobs, but I never had like a proper education. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure. I, like proper art education. And when I went to that school, I realized how much it's, uh, how important it is to study masters. Like, oh man, everybody keeps saying like masters, masters, but sometimes w- once you get into it, you really realize like, everything has been done already. You just need to go and translate that stuff into your own work and just study those. Like I, I was impressed with a few Russian painters and still like I have this uh, few books of them and uh, like a folder with their works. I go over there and just, they are amazing. They, like you're saying, they know where to simplify and that's why it looks so beautiful, you know? Yes, it's a perfect blend. Uh, I think a true master is, is a contained person, doesn't have to put everything on the palette and just yeah. allows you to kind of experience the piece and interact with it. And yeah. And like yeah. you said too, I, I firmly believe, believe this as well. I think almost everything has been done. It's just translating it to new forms of media. Like we're on the next cusp of new media, which is virtual reality, augmented reality. Yeah. Yeah. So what does media look like then, you know? And, you know, yep. and, and if you think about the tool of what Ralph McQuarrie was to the production of Star Wars, he was like a visionary, a very strong one. George must have been so happy when he saw that. He was like, oh, man, this is going to be the best shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, without, you know, imagine without just some of these talents that were a part of that. It's just, yeah, I can go on and on about that. But I, that's because I'm a huge nerd about this stuff. I just love it so much. The cool thing about this stuff too is it's so well documented. Um, I think yep. I think Star Wars its buildup is as well documented as like the Bible. It's like ridiculous. Like there's yeah. so many books and there's so many um, pieces of information out there that you can access to get better understanding. It's really awesome. Exactly. Well, I've got a little bit funny story when it comes to the whole Western kind of culture. Like Levy hates me because I'm not very big fan of Star Wars. Yeah. And it's not because I'm I don't appreciate it. Like <laughs> yeah. I can see that it's like most of like ninety percent of the following movies were just inspired by Star Wars, right? Yes, of but course. because I was I grew up when I, when I was a kid I was it was Soviet Union and Soviet Union was pretty close them country, you know. We didn't have any comics, we didn't have any all of that fun stuff that you guys were having. <laughs> yeah. So I still remember when I had this, uh, we, I was working on an X-Men on the latest one, the future days, something like that. Um, yeah. Days of future past. I think. Days of future past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we had this meeting. It was, it was very beginning of the project way before any concepts were done. And, we had we were having this meeting with all the the executives and um, the directors and all that stuff and they were talking about the sentinels you know in the latest one they have two sentinels like the future one and the old one yeah and somehow i was sitting in the front row and they were like looking at me like yeah yeah do you remember they had like 
two two kind of sentinels and i just felt so dumb because i never read a single x-men comics you know <laughs> and i had to confess like guys like i i, I don't know any of those uh, stories how dare you yeah yeah but you know what? <laughs> at some point it really helped me because i kind of feel that i'm i have fresh eye sure for some, of course and i also saw another side of the coin like even though soviet union was pretty close we had our own kind of culture and it's always good to have like a different views because it helps you to sometimes to do an original stuff instead of trying to kind of redigest the old stuff yes i can i can agree more i think it's really important for us to all realize that we need to create new content even though most of it's been done at the same time it's i think it's really essential to think outside the box and the only way to create new content is to really have original thought or somewhat yep. original thought and or collaborating connecting things and cross-pollinating things taking two things that shouldn't exist together and then smashing them prior to yep. star wars all the space stuff was was these very glamorous clean like stark kind of environments and i think star wars um, for really popularized the idea that space was a lived in uh, place yep. that was imperfect and it was filled with drama and tragedy and stuff. And I think that was really the, the, the draw of it. I think that people knowingly or unknowingly realize that that's really a special part of it, you know? So, yeah, but it's yeah, like but if you, if, you know, if it's, if it's not a part of your, your, you know, I think with star Wars, it captured myself and a lot of people is at such an early age because it just was one of those things that was so significant, um, so different, such a, it's like, it's like the first time I saw Akira, it was, uh, you know, I grew up on American, uh, cartoons. Yeah. And then when I saw Akira and the level of Akira, I was just like, what this exists. I didn't even realize this even existed at this level, you know? <laughs> and that's Dang. when it really opened up to a possibility of, wow, if you really love something and you really are dedicated to it, you can make work at it like a very high level, you know, that's really significant. So, yeah, yeah. that's well, the beauty of it though. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I'm pretty lucky that I'm right now I'm kind of recovering all the lack of knowledge I had before, but you know, like in Soviet Union was such a funny place. Like I still remember, I, I, of course I heard of Star Wars. We had like this, big posters and you know for some reason in soviet union i don't know there was something wrong with typography like they would just just draw everything like there was nothing being printed you know like printed posters and stuff like that they would just paint the post uh, the movie posters yeah and they they would look so funny. I still remember this face of Jabba, man. It looked nothing like Jabba. You know? <laughs> yeah. I will, actually, I will find you and send afterwards. There's some really funny pictures like Terminator. Oh, my God. Those posters look hilarious. Nothing <laughs> like Terminator. Just like a guy with it. Yeah. But I, I still remember the biggest impact. Of, like I We had this VHS cassettes and somebody brought this aliens i saw the movie i was so scared and so oh, impressed yeah. at the same time and i think <laughs> it was followed by terminator 2 as well and i was like oh my god this is crazy <laughs> and so yeah it's so crazy like i had the chance to work on terminator a little bit i did some really small job but it was still exciting to like after 20 years to have a chance to work on those movies and like today unfortunately I, can, I cannot name any other movies i'm working at the moment but I'm yeah the nda some, stuff yeah some really really nice projects and whenever i feel like i think about it like i'm 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 really really glad that i at that point i decided to switch over and 
I'm, I'm so happy. I'm doing really nice stuff, and I'm just looking forward to do to doing more and more as as we go. That it's, I mean, it's a, it's, isn't it a weird thing to kind of have these experiences so long ago and then be interacted with them in the form of creating in that space? Isn't that a weird thing? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like, I always keep saying that at least I'm so lucky that I'm doing art, I'm getting paid and I'm also enjoying like there hasn't been a single day so far that I came to work and would be like, ah, oh, again, this stuff, you know, every day <laughs> is kind of a, well, there there are some times, but basically just because you take too much work, you know, and then you you feel like, oh, I'm too tired. Yeah. Because I'm I'm doing freelances sometimes, and oh, everything looks so exciting. I wish my days were like forty hours so I can yes. do more stuff. But other than that, I'm just really glad and happy, and I'm really excited about stuff I'm doing. It's such funny work. It's how do fun you, work. How do you keep that excitement? What is it that excites you every day? Well, I kind of the well I started as a 2D artist like I spent like probably 4 years doing just 2D stuff. But before that when I was in uni because I did this aerospace thingy, we did a lot of 3D as well. I think it was still 3D Max 4 free back those days like 99 on uh, early beginning of 2000s and I did some serious 3D it was more like a scientific 3D with all the calculations and the flow simulations and all that stuff but it always felt really weird to me like I never really enjoyed working in 3D because I felt like just painting it was easier sure but like uh, after I started doing film stuff and you know these days you need to use well, at least like use some 3D to yeah, Get your concepts done and getting stuff like pretty that. intense, right? I was going to ask you yeah. about the 3D. We can talk about that after this, but go ahead, please. Uh, yeah, well, I started using 3D and I just realized, oh man, I'm I'm enjoying it now because tools became simpler, you know, yes, like so much better. Oh, Maya, Maya and Max, they're really amazing programs, but like for concept artists, there are just too many things that you don't need. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, it's amazing. You know, with the programs like Keyshot, ZBrush and like the, I'm using 3D code, which is another program. You can just use just the tools that you need and they're very simple like they literally look like photoshop brushes you just like paint in 3d space basically and yeah coming to rendering as well like with the, like i know the like octane or v-ray they are much way more advanced but you still i don't need the, the those like super detailed renders i just need a good base to paint over or just set up my my camera and just from there i just go to photoshop <clears throat> and complete everything in 2d it's pretty amazing so, now huh using the tools but it sounds like you use the tools like i do where you just go in use it a little bit to get to what you need and then get out yeah. and just it's about the object and the and obtaining that thing Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the the reason, like, you know, even when I work in Photoshop, like, I'm, I'm coming from a pretty hardcore gaming background. Like, sure. I probably wasted my life, five years of my life, just playing games. <laughs> and I, I like, what games were you addicted to? Well, I started as a Half Life gamer. Okay, I, man. I What's Half Life? What's the premise of that one? Uh, what's what was before Half Life? Well, what, what's the game that you're addicted to? Half-Life. Yeah, what's that? So what was the premise of that? Don't you know Half-Life? No, I don't know. 
I don't play games really. really. Yeah. Oh my god, Half Life was pretty big. <laughs> I just blew you your know, mind. That's like you saying oh you don't god, know a Star Wars. You don't like Star Wars, so <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> okay, I understand. That's fine. Well, Half Life, it's uh, well, I I can't even explain you man it's just half life is it, is it so like good. another is it, awesome. it is it another like another way and is it like um another life i guess is that kind of what it is like living a different no, life no it's a first per- person shooter it's it started as a in, i think they released the first one in 98 and basically everything that came afterwards with basically trying to replicate that game you know mm-hmm. it was the first game i think that it was the first game with a really good story that okay. that what made it special like you would literally play the game and like get into it and it, they had also like cinematic cu- cuts cut yeah. scenes you know this is something that was really new for that oh okay what when and was this because i remember metal gear solid had that like the first one on playstation it'd be like it little was movies in 98 i believe 98 okay so it was before playstation oh okay and uh, well basically what console was, uh, was that pc or something Oh, it was just PC those things. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And I also remember they had the CD and uh, they had like a soundtrack as well. So the first track would always be the game itself, like a encrypted data, and like fourteen. The rest of the tracks were like proper soundtrack. It was also really something awesome. That's cool. Before that, before that, there was a Quake. I was a Quake player as well. Like after Doom, they released Quake and yeah i just man i just spent a lot of hours just playing the, uh, i was good though <laughs> i was beating other people so uh there was no regret about it and f- starting from 98 i think i started playing starcraft and still do play starcraft mm-hmm. so i'm a big fan of that game and yeah well the reason why i'm telling you about those games like i used to be really fast like i i work on my keyboard and i know all the shortcuts and Basically, when I'm pay- painting something, I, the last thing I want to think about is just the technical bit side of the program. You know, sure. just uh, where is this? Where is that? I just keep t- like just keep painting. You know, I just make design choices rather than trying to figure out how the program works. Sure. So that, that's why I, for a certain amount of time, I stayed away from a 3D side of it because 3D always needed this. You know, especially rendering. I remember days when, like, rendering was like a rocket science. You have, like, a bazillion amount of parameters and you play with them and trying to get a realistic-looking glass or frost or whatever you need, you know? Yeah. But these days, just, like, drag the sliders and get a <laughs> good, decent base, you know? It's getting this better. Why, yeah, this is the reason why I started using 3D more and more, and uh, this is actually the reason why I'm still really excited about the stuff i'm doing because there's so many new tools to learn like vr is coming it's gonna be really big once it's out you know and even like i think even these days we're testing out the kind of implementing vr into concept art you know because especially for the set designers for the guys who build the sets sometimes showing a 2d picture is not enough like some some sometimes even showing a 3d picture is not enough because they don't get the scale yep like and if you've got a VR set and VR ready, uh, like a Boom, smoke scene in Unreal or Unity or whatever, you you give a set designer 
uh, VR kit, he puts it on and he knows exactly how big the stuff is, you know? Yep. He knows exactly what needs to be smaller, what needs to be bigger, and he, like, even DOPs, you know, you can give, like, it's because you, awesome. in a game, yeah, in a gaming engine, you can get really decent lighting as yep. well. You can give it to DOP. He puts the VR set, he makes all decisions way before the set is built, way yes. before everything is arranged, and it just, it's gonna be awesome. It's Plus, a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, with all the new the kind of possibilities coming with VR, there will be a lot of work, and that's why I hope we will never be starving. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, it's awesome, and like recently, I was also getting into 3D scanning as well because yeah, you know, it got so affordable. Like you can, you literally can get one ca- good camera and sc- scan some really decent scans for whatever you need. Oh yeah, like, what's the procedure that you're using for that? Well, basically, I kind of did few tests. Like, for example, if I need, like, imagine if I need some kind of expression. The, the also, the other downside of 3D, if you're not very good, like, in anatomy and you don't have a big background in 3D sculpting, it's really difficult to get, like, a proper pose or proper, like, facial expression that you need, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it always looks quite stiff if you really don't don't have that experience to make it really cool but with with the with 3d scanning you basically scan your own face you know you play like an actor you you do the face that you want like an angry or shouting or just and then you basically shoot the photos like uh, uh here we have this setup we have just a green screen and you, you shoot your photos like from different si- uh, directions and then there is this uh, software a few of those softwares they they can combine those photos together and create a mesh for you yeah that's cool and, and you know that looks pretty pretty damn good like, so there's the no need to sketch not- really anymore than if you get deep into that do you think what do you think of that yeah well or is it necessary the sketching you get the energy something special for, <laughs> for me because is that because I we're old school like, though is that why no no it's not about old school i think it's even not about sketching, I'm always keep saying that thing that it's about fundamentals, you know, like uh, sketching is just another tool. Like you can be a really good designer, but you don't need to sketch like a pro to get good designs, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But still sometimes sketching is something, even if it's like a small paint over on, on top of your 3D models, I usually tend to do it because it just makes things a little bit more more attractive and you kind of filter the unnecessary stuff and just leave what you think is really important it's just like those paintings you know you just focus on the main things you know yes and and i think like the sketching skill like i'm so glad that i went through a big phase of 3d 2d stuff that i can uh, now just take that one and add on top of my 3d skills and just i think by doing that i'm getting just more stronger stuff you know yeah absolutely but there's still some awesome guys around who are not great sketchers but they're fucking awesome designers you know like like vitali one of those like he i know he does 2d stuff but he's his 3d stuff is mind-blowing you know yeah absolutely and, but it all I, I still think it all comes to his fundamental of understanding of how the things works and like principles of graphic design and all that stuff it it always helps him to make his decisions and tools will keep improving like tomorrow we will probably just like drag sliders and create different like body types and it's already there but it's not that good but 
10 years later on you will drag the sliders and you will have any character you want but then it will come to your ability to make those decisions you know and maybe it's more about story rather than um the actual art itself but i think about a good combination of both of those really makes a great experience so you know we've seen it proven many times with alien and star wars things for primate quick examples you know where both of these worlds merge and and connect to one you know yep absolutely so yeah 3d scanning is one of those things it just helps and like I did this small project. I just went outside and I shot the different locations, like literally like a corner of my building, a tree from the backyard, uh, like a church from another street. And I just was able to combine them together in one scene and it looks pretty damn real, you know? It hmm. looks like because you're scanning everything, including geometry and textures. Yeah. So you can, so basically you're getting like a baked scene, but you can afterwards after you use your 3d software you can change your lighting that's that's how you can change the mood change the story and just like five years before now you would just manually texture all that stuff you know and and it doesn't always look the same as in real life because the nature and the it's just so random you know it's crazy how well and quickly we know the difference so because we're constantly studying we're always a student to the world yeah. I once heard a quote that I think is really applicable to what we're talking about is that nature holds a patent to all originality. It's because yep. it's, we come from it, you know? So it's ingrained in all of us and the way that it works and how it works and stuff is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. It's like that's your kind of answer to the 3D, uh, to face scanning. You know, like I was telling you about that. You can do like a scalp and you can do a decent scalp but there's if you're not that experienced there's always something that looks a little bit off because we're so used to look at faces and especially hands it's so difficult to get hands and feet right you know they always look a little bit stiff but if you use a proper scanners like proper scan material you can get you just basically act as an actor yeah and then you can get and it. It saves so much time, you know, in, when you're working and you need to get your concept done by the end of the day. Like the day, there's no time to do everything from scratch. You need to use some kind of templates and the basic models to paint paint over on top of it. Yeah. And yeah, I I think 3D scanning will be one of them. And especially with VR coming, there's no way around it. Like people will scan basically everything you will like i don't know there's so many possibilities you scan the museum i've already seen a couple of examples on online where they scan all the everything inside the museum and basically you put your vr set on and you can just around and see see everything like almost like you've been there yeah imagine when people are doing skydiving or um race car driving um you know you go watch like formula one or something you can actually be inside the car with your favorite driver and watch them and how they interact or even uh, astronauts or people that are going to concerts you know um, selling their their vr ticket basically you know that, 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 that will be awesome yeah we keep talking about it and imagine like for artists there will be so much work like imagine like doing a virtual tour tour to mars yeah like some will design everything you will like and it's gonna be really exciting and and also the kind of uh i'm so excited 
because it will be so much new knowledge available as well like with internet these days you can just type in and you can see the pictures but imagine with vr you will be able to download like like you're saying like a set of hong kong streets you just download and it's like you're walking there you know yeah of course it will never substitute the real experience but man like we don't like as a work because we work so much we never have a chance to kind of travel as much as we want yeah so when when you have this kind of opportunity to uh get those things as a vr why not i will definitely go for it i think it's an interesting secondary experience you know um it's just experiencing things on a different level i think you know and as long as i think there's a we're always striving for the originality and reality, but there's going to be a really interesting social um, thing that I think that's going to occur is when people are um, addicted to this second life, I guess. And you talked about video games, you know, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Um, you sound like you're kind of addicted to video games a little bit, like hooked on it. Well, Half-Life yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, I was pretty addicted. I can tell you, I skipped so many classes because I was playing those games. You know, but <laughs> what makes a video little... game addicting to you? Though, what is it? Uh, I don't know. There's something addictive about it. Like when they talk about food, sometimes they said they say that they add cocaine inside it. So yes, of course they do. Actually, yeah, yeah, it yeah. But stimulates your about, body. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of stress relieving and it's related with your psychology because usually the gamers are young people who are just trying to make their own way they just get addicted because they kind of escape to this world they where they're kings and all the uh, commanders and all that stuff yeah it was pretty tough to be honest i i kind of feel that i lost at least two years of my life just playing those dumb games <laughs> but these days it's just like sometimes i play starcraft just to yeah i just work too much you know and if i don't play starcraft i'm probably gonna die pretty soon so <laughs> it's the only relief point for me uh no it's good and you know it's kind of also with the friends sometimes i play with my friends which is also good it's like a camaraderie but, kind of thing yeah exactly right. so you don't play any games at all uh no i don't actually um i got alien isolation when it came out and it freaked yeah. me out so i had our time finishing it because <laughs> it's so good uh, yeah <laughs> and, it and, is yeah and i think uh well i'm actually building a video game right now so which is interesting and, and to go to that that what your, that statement that you said um not knowing or not being completely aware of the do's and don'ts kind of I don't know if it's, it's kind of like that saying ignorance is bliss. I don't know if I believe in that completely because I don't know if ignorance is, is bliss necessarily. I think it's just a matter of, I think it's best to know everything you can and then, um, you know, do what you will with the knowledge that you have basically, you know, I think that's the important thing about how to use the information and and how do you interact with it and stuff. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know, as well, far as video games, yeah, I don't have it. Like, the last time I remember completely beating a video game and was back, like, Metal Gear Solid and, like, PlayStation or something. It's been a very yeah. long time. Oh, it's ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I got, I bought Alien Isolation as well, but just to pay my kind of debt to all the Alien series. Sure. Never played it's it. An, oh, you never it's played it yet? so scary. It is I super got, scary. I got Levy playing that because I just couldn't handle it. Like, let him... <laughs> 
destroy his own nerves i was just watching it you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and it looks well it looks damn cool man it's just oh it's one beautiful of man yeah it's so scary the atmosphere is spot on it's just one of those games which is amazing again it's, yeah. it's a very unique experience so many, many thanks to guys who worked on that one it's a really damn well done product yeah, yeah i agree i kind of had a chance to work on aliens colonial marines the one that came out before yeah i, I saw I, that i was yeah. just doing some concepts for the cinematics but I, the game was awful like i i usually respect everything that people do but that game was a little bit too bad man <laughs> it was just a bunch of like a, a ton of aliens right and just like a, a shit yeah, ton of aliens the, and the gameplay was bad or something not up to date the gameplay was not good with a lot of bugs you know it just like felt like those guys were slacking on it you know it didn't look good hmm. yeah and you know aliens it's really difficult to screw it up because the main thing it's, is yeah it's so exact, epic they still managed managed to do it and i think they got some suing issues as well because the fans were disappointed and all that stuff yeah wow yeah, interesting is yeah completely well you know like talking about the about the gaming just industry i was surprised like recently we had this london meetup kind of for one of those workshops and we went to this mobile game uh company and this company, they have like a huge office in the center of London. And I just realized how much money they make, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like five years ago, nobody would imagine that like mobile games will be like... Oh, man. The they crush it. Yeah. You go to Japan, everybody's on their phone, man. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. There's a, there's a tremendous amount of people using um, digital devices. That's actually what... Where you, my, just my friend Ryan and I are building our, our game and we're using Unity and it's a mobile platform. So yep. it's pretty robust and pretty amazing how much game you can put in and how small it is once you do the programming, like very clean yep. and stuff. Ryan's doing all that madness. I'm just helping develop everything else with him. So, but it's a really interesting process. Um, it is, it is actually. Yeah. Have you dived well, into creating games yourself or? Well, you know, I have so many projects going on, so I, <laughs> I, uh, that's it. Kind of on one of the things on my list because I think I kind of think it's, I kind of have a unique style that I can can utilize and can do something special. But I also downloaded a couple of like game. Uh, you can create games with it. Like I don't remember what was the name of the surface building box or something like that. It literally looks like drag and drop with your characters but hmm. i don't have time right at the moment i just i'm i'm focused on my work and i'm doing a couple of other projects on the side so it, it's definitely something i want to do because i think it these days it's all coming to ideas and the story you know yes the you ideas and the story make, are the like, key yeah you don't need to make like triple a game to make a decent game all you need is good idea and a good story Yeah, I think so. I think it's important to have, I mean, if you have a bad story, then everything that you make beyond it is pointless. Nothing can save it, isn't it? Well, but but that's so weird, isn't it? Like recently we would do like, Levy is a big movie critic, so we keep discussing like this uh, recent movies. And it's kind of true that even without a good story and people just make that money, you know, like take Transformers, like the, I still can't believe that movie made like a billion dollars, you know? 
Yeah, it looks it kinda, awesome. It, yeah, I think it makes sense because of the medium. You got to look at. Yeah. I think it's. A, I think. Um, I think the key there is to remember the medium, the the transformation of the medium. So yeah. Transformers, I think, works really well in cinema because it's a full all-out movie-going experience, and it's for people yeah. that really want to see a spectacular experience. Like, yeah. you know, think about the people like would go watch like the Roman gladiators and stuff. Like they would go in that cathedral and and watch it, and that was the experience. So I think it's similar human nature at, at, at work, you know, and I, I have the same argument, like what the heck, how did that even work? But at the same time, it makes total sense because it's yeah, just, absolutely. you know, the way that people are consuming things, you know? And yeah. Um, I mean, I'm curious, yeah. so I'm really excited to see, I don't think, I'm not sure if that would, that world would translate, probably they'd figure out a way, but, um, with VR, for example, or the next level of fully immersive experiences and stuff. Because, you know, when they look back at, I think when our kids look back at our childhood or the way we grew up, they would say, man, it's so weird. People, our parents would go into a room with a bunch of strangers in the dark and go watch these (laughs) things that were just a linear story on a screen. And they thought that was amazing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so we we say, oh, you know, 1080 is so high. And then now it's like 4K. Now it's 5K. And now it's like 8K, you know, like the resolution is going to become, you know, retina basically where it's, it's, it's untraceable, hard to see. And then when you get into VR, fully immersive and interactive, then we're living in a completely different augmented reality, basically, you know, so. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it's not far, far away from here. Like I yes, can't very name close. you any names, but I'm actually working on a movie that's going to be VR movie. So it's going to be huge. Once they figure out all the technical bits, you know, VR gets a lot of like people get dizzy. And, like, yes. There's a lot of problems with get, it right now. The yeah, equilibrium because, like, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For me, my personal experience, I can't use VR for more than five minutes especially when it's like when you sit down and like in, the, in inside the car and do like a racer games it's fine but actually when you start walking i get sick so quickly hmm. and it's just one of those things that just lasts for a few hours i know it's i think it's kind of the, it's a common the, thing i think it's like one yeah. in one in three people have um it's like an equilibrium thing that happens in your ear and in your yeah, mind yeah, and, and it's distorting your reality basically your mind's trying to because your your body the whole time since you've been born is interact is used to this certain type of interaction. What you're doing is yep. stripping it of those senses and augmenting yep. it, and that's really throwing it for a loop. I think the really interesting key thing would be for you to use it if you were in a sleep mode, I suppose, you know, where your body is submitted to a complete comatose experience where you're completely immersed in the form where your body's not fighting it and you're interacting yeah. with it in a, in a, in a dreamscape. Once I think we can manage that. So in order to fully interact with a video game or a fully immersive experience, it's almost like you have to go into a, a deep REM, yeah. REM sleep, but it kind of activates certain things. And that's, we're very far off from that, I think, obviously, but that's the full <laughs> but, immersion, you know? So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to come. It's so weird. Like uh, my mom, she used to work as a lighting director at the, in the, a puppet theater okay so she knows all the tricks we do in 3d like i was doing 3d and she was like oh my god how did you change that color you know you just change the like point like color yeah yeah and for them it was like a huge journey they had to go and switch it off switch it on <laughs> you know like move all the spotlights and move like and he she told me the story that once she created this uh 
rain effect on the stage and she said she had a lot of wires like oh, uh, no. stretched from the ceiling to the bottom and the light would hit those randomly and it would <laughs> appear like it's raining and i was like mom i'm gonna show you how to put a rain just overlay a script a picture on top of your composition and you've got the rain blah <laughs> she was and it's been like 20 years ago probably so sure. she was so excited about it that's I cool imagine what what's waiting for us for Maybe. yeah especially for people like us who work in this industry too um we can only do predictions and stuff and imagine what our kids are going to interact with but i really feel that uh, firmly that it's going to be a deeper more immersive experience you know and this is the stuff that i love and this is the stuff that's really gets my mind thinking and creating kind of um science fiction basically you know thinking about what does that do socially to um humans you know does what does that do to us as a social creature you know does that yeah. take what is our interaction like if if you can be a god of your own in a different world fully immersive and believable then yeah. what do you care about this other world that doesn't doesn't take it that doesn't that doesn't respect you and all these things you know like exactly. there's a lot of interesting well, yeah. things you know so yeah, it's gonna be tricky. I, I know what you mean, because like like we were talking about, like pe people escape into games these days just to, and once you've got the full, like you, the full ability to immerse into the game and escape from all your daily problems, you probably many people will go for it because, yep. like you're saying, in VR you can be anything you want. You can yeah. be a pretty girl, you can be a six-pack guy and blah, blah, blah. Which yeah. is which is interesting, you know, and, and it goes to think like what's most important socially to people and they can find out what it is. You ever see that? Um, I think it's these French guys made this music video with the VR. It's, it's fucking hilarious. You seen that where the guy gets the VR and he's just going all out at like no, he's no. oh man I it's so funny I won't spoil it for you I'll try to find it basically okay. he gets a VR and then it's like a full like he goes all out like crazy like drugs and cocaine and boats and he's boning chicks that are giants and like it's just super funny like totally comical because that's really where things are going to yeah. go people are going to overdose on this experience because it's going to it's going to be almost better than any drug because it's 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 going to leave you hopefully with a certain type of clean like yep. after well kind of i don't know i guess it's probably going to have harsher such a light psychological effects on people but um it's gonna be really interesting though but i'm yeah, fascinated yeah, by it and i think anybody that's in this industry that's into this kind of stuff should be really paying it close attention to it because if you want to stay relevant and stay focused on what it is that's coming up is going to be definitely um, this next level of building worlds and immersive worlds and all those kind of things, because I think that's really where things are going. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's kind of coming to your question about sketching and all the, the stuff we call old school. To be honest, I prefer to stay kind of young minded as much as possible because, yeah. you know, like I still remember my parents when, my father first so first for the first time saw digital paintings he was like oh man this is not a real art you know sure <laughs> he, he's kind of had a hard time embracing way, it yeah today he's he really appreciate what i do but you know when digital came out people were like oh man this is not art this is just it's fear of change people are fearing change yeah. that's bullshit and though yeah. yeah it's absolute bullshit i agree with you so and I try to be as open-minded as I was to. like 10 years ago because 
like the new tools are coming, new possibilities are coming. You just need to go for them rather than defending whatever you do the best and denying everything else. That's quite silly. It is. So you I, need to I, embrace I it. Definitely hit, I will definitely hit, hit the stage when I will call young people stupid, but I think it's a little bit far away That's, from now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I caught, catch myself all the time. I'm only 32 and I'm like, damn, you know, you fucking young kids don't know shit. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. It's, it's important really to keep yourself um, young at heart because I think that's really where if you, the moment you think you know everything is the moment you know nothing because you've just given up the idea of what it is to learn. And I think by doing so, you've really given up to sacrifice the idea of your own growth, you know, and because yeah. learning is that's how we've gotten here. You know, it's being optimistic and open minded. And um, yeah, and really, if I'm a firm, firm advocate of that, because I think it's really very important, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I kind of have this rule for myself. I always, even though like sometimes I get down by seeing like those new guys doing better stuff than I do, but <laughs> I just thought, okay, legend thing, just go and learn from them. You know, yes. don't don't be proud of yourself. Put no. your pride aside. You know, just ask questions because yes. They grew up in a completely different environment. Like they grew up already having computers and already having all the possibilities we had only in our late twenties. You know, yep. and. They, I think they're a little bit more adapted to the, that stuff, you know, they, like, I still agree some, like, all the technology make people a bit more lazy, but at the same time, they get used to stuff way more quicker than we did, so it's, for me, I always keep asking guys and just trying to follow all the new trends just to be able to do the same stuff or better, you know? Yes, I think the key with that is just being open-minded, optimistic, because you, you got to think about what's making people at a younger age learn so fast. And I think a lot of it's just because they don't know the other way that it's it's open and they're optimistic to the t- possibility of opportunities. So they're not thinking, oh, this is a better way or this is how I do this. It's, it's more or yeah. less like, oh, this is the way that I'm learning because I'm learning it now. And that new pathway is helping them kind of understand things in a different level so i think the key to, to learning for me personally how i uh, how i approach it and how I, I really encourage everybody else to is to be completely optimistic and open to everything and learn everything that you can anything like i just moved into my new house and like i'm watching all kinds of youtube videos on oh like how do i switch out this electrical thing or how do i do this and that it's like it doesn't matter it's all there all i have to do is youtube a question and somebody's posted and talked about it you know yeah, and then i just learned from them and it's like boom this easy you know and instead of going i'm going to be stubborn about it i'm not going to fix this now or do this later or blah blah it's like no i realize that i don't know anything really i know very little bit about the things that i do but i don't know what do you what do you think that is that people lock on to these things um is it insecurity or ego or wanting well, to feel I value think, yeah sometimes both of them you know sure. it's i don't know it's just a i i don't know to be honest what to say it's it, it differs from person to person but i just know that this is definitely not the way I want to be <laughs> and it makes my life a little bit easier because I think once you start doing that stuff, you just, you slow yourself down, you know, you're missing opportunity to learn from other people yeah, and you're missing opportunity to become better as an artist, as a man, as a human being, you know, if you stop learning and you just stagnate from that point and that's not healthy. And I just decided not to 
do that mistake myself and it helps me a lot to be honest because i keep learning keep asking questions and just keep evolving as an artist as well yeah it's really key which is great also you know there's another like kind of uh side effect of me coming from uh, third world countries as i call it sure like because i didn't have all those fancy tools like literally when i was starting like there was no one around there was no one around to ask even though like people didn't take me serious seriously like they would say what are you gonna work in movies come on man like it was (laughs) that alien to them like even these days like some of my friends they really don't get what i'm doing they think i'm doing some kind of cartoons and stuff like that yeah and uh, being so isolated it helped me a lot to kind of understand the fundamentals first and then just try to find the tools that can help me to do those things yeah and that's why it helps me so much these days like i'm not looking for a kind of obvious solution i'm I'm like all like industry standard solution like oh for this one you use moto for this one you use like i think okay how can i do this one in the most practical way you know yeah and i and i go and i search for it and i find the a different program or i find a different approach and it helps me i think to be really flexible about the stuff i'm doing i i know what i want to do and i just searching for a proper tool to do it rather than being like oh this is the best like i need to sketch it no maybe there's something else which is quicker better and which allow me to do a better design overall like if there's something else that does it for me i will just go for it you know yeah and i still remember when i went to this online school uh they send a list of the materials you had uh, to buy to yep. be able to do all the homeworks yeah I remember man that, that was <laughs> a such embarrassing experience there was like a cranson paper rough paper <laughs> blah 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 i i know i knew i'm not gonna be able to find any of those <laughs> so i went to this uh, art shop and i found this old soviet uh kind of oil pastel sticks and i just started drawing with them like doing figure drawings and the paper i was using just standard a4 photocopy paper you know yeah and i managed doing the same quality of images that other guys were doing and they even started asking me hey man your your sketches they, they look so the gesture looks so nice what are you using and i was i having a hard time to reply them because i didn't know what i'm using i was just using this oil the sticks like simple really old kind of dusty russian um <laughs> supply you know yeah but it works out right it it works like i mean it doesn't matter the tools are always different what matters is how you approach them you know and coming from that background i feel i feel so lucky because i i just use my mind and my overall knowledge of fundamentals and the design and the graphic design and all this stuff and i just select the appropriate tool you know yeah instead of really being oh this is the best tool i need to learn it you know sure you just need to be a little bit flexible and logical with that with, with that yeah i think that's one other thing i was going to talk to you a bit about because i'm curious there, there's this one project on your page that i really want to know more about because i love it it's that world war ii piece what is yeah. that all about what is that well, I had this small story in my mind. Uh, well, when I was a kid, I read this story about the. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure if you heard about it. It was a Bismarck uh, uh, battleship. It was a German battleship that was sunk by uh, 
the then uh, royal forces and it was like i read that story and i was a kid i think i was nine or something like that. i was so fascinated by that story because it was a, such a tragic event you know uh, those two ships uh, they came out to this, from uh, norway and they sunk one of the biggest royal uh, uh, cru- cruisers. Oh yeah, like, and like a bunch that, of people died, huh? Yeah, a lot of people died, and royal force. It was like a slap in the face of British uh, naval force, and they decided use any means to sink that uh, to sink that uh, uh, German battleship. And then finally, finally, they managed to. One of the uh, torpedoes hit the rudder of the, the big battleship, and it was. It ended up just uh, rotating around itself, and finally, all the royal naval uh, force surrounded it and uh, destroyed that battleship. And I was so fascinated with that story. I kind of like probably spent a year drawing those uh, battleships, and at some point, I just felt like, oh man, I know 3D. And I know it good enough to replicate that stuff, you know, that story. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> I a little bit modified it, inserted some submarine, but the, it's just I, I just wanted to make it. It's really cinematic. The, yeah, the visual story of the of them going and th- this is actually one of the first p- projects where I use scanning. I basically scanned my own face and modified it a little bit to make the the character over there. Oh yeah. yeah and, yeah, yeah, it was my face, and I just modified it as interesting. Yeah, and so it's like a mash between photos, three D, three D scanning. Well, there are actually not that many photos, to be honest. It's just no water. Way. What about that bottom one? Which is the one where it's in the boiler room, like the water is submerging the oh, water. Oh man, that one is full three D. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You Fuck can check off. out. That's my- crazy. My Facebook page, it's uh, its actually one of those that is fully 3D. I no, that's just... crazy. And, you know... With the water and like... everything, too? Yeah, yeah, the water Fuck. is just a simple... What, what, what program are you using for this? It's Keyshot. Wow, that's amazing, dude. I really... You really fooled me there. I thought this was an old photograph. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Well, I kind of went for that style because like, yeah. it's an old story and I downloaded a bunch of books. And, you know, this is one of the things I also wanted to mention. Uh, it's crazy. You know, these days, whenever you've got some, <clears throat> something to do, you just go online and search like, oh, I need to find a reference. Yeah. But actually, I find more fascinating that there's just so many books about it. Like, and yes. these days, the first thing I do, I just go and search for books because from books you can get like... Basically, it's one guy who spent his life doing that book, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you can learn directly from him just... He's an expert just, at it. So, you get yeah, to get the, the, the full thing, which is amazing. So, I studied a lot of photos and I kind of... I had a lot of blueprints of those ships and the submarines and the boiler rooms. It's a little bit sci-fi. Most of the stuff is fictional, but I think it kind of works as it is. It's and yeah, freaking for crazy, one, dude. Like, the boiling room is... And uh, I did a modeling in 3D code. I don't know if you heard about that program. It's kind of similar to ZBrush, but what I like about it, it it's got a voxel mode, which is different from surface mode at ZBrush. Yeah, in ZBrush, basically, you, you cannot cut holes, right? You cannot cut geometry. You can't yeah, do geometry. It's, it's kind of difficult to do it, right? It's really tricky. It's not the same, but uh, voxel mode is basically you have a, like a clay chunk and you can do whatever you want with it with the the, the tools you have like you can slice it chop it 
or even you can like just using lasso tool you can paint like just draw a circle and then it will create geometry for you crazy it's crazy basically like it's like painting and i painted all of those rivets and bolts you just like apply small spheres like everywhere it it's gets heavy as hell but you know with keyshot and all other softwares you just don't care about it you just you just do it yeah i was gonna ask you too i want to know about your hardware but i'm still curious about how you're doing this so these so most of these except the water i guess right some of the water is is matte painted in no, well, the don't tell me this wire is 3D, dude. I'm gonna no, lose no, my no. shit. Actually, I did it 3D uh, on my Facebook page. I have. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it. Damn uh, you! Why don't you have process on your website? I have to find <laughs> all do. this stuff. Oh man, Facebook you know, is so messy, dude. Drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah. You know, it was so weird when I posted this image, and obviously because it's like 90% of it is 3D. I even made a rain for this one. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like the, all the rain streaks, I made them in 3D because I did a couple of aerial shots where, and you know, it's really tough to find a good rain with the proper depth of field with a good perspective. Yeah. So I just like, oh, screw that shit. I'm going to make it in 3D. <laughs> so I made this. I made these streaks wow. uh, and Keyshot, I just animated them a little bit to give me a little bit of motion blur, but because they're all 3D, you can rotate in your scene and all the depth of filters working properly. Wow. Uh, intense, yeah. dude. I'm looking at these binoculars on your webs on Facebook. What the hell? So this is all uh, Keyshot? So you texture this the, stuff? What is this? Those those binoculars, if you're looking at the right the one. The black and white one? It, yeah, it's a marmoset. Have you heard of it? No. What the heck, man? I feel like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, marmoset is this thing when, um, he, basically, in 3D code, that software that I mentioned to you about, mm-hmm. you can also paint textures. Oh, okay. And th- those textures, they are already ready for game engine. So if oh, you take okay. those textures, plug it in into game engine, they will look exactly the same as you see on those black and white images. Mm. But because I didn't have any game uh, engines installed. The Marmoset is basically simulating the game engine. So it, those binoculars are real time. You can rotate around them. And Shit. depth of field is also real time. It's really, really impressive. And I think this is where concept art is heading to. Because imagine if I was doing a prop design, like say, let's say Gano, a sword or something like that. I would model it, texture it, and the art director would come in and I would show everything in 3D space. And it's, it makes huge difference because it eliminates so many stages of improving. You know, you do, you do this line drawing sketch. They say, okay, we like it. Do a color. You do a color, 10 versions of color. Okay, we like it. Let's do 3D. But now in the first day, you can do 3D model that have. That's like Vitaly, though. Vitaly's doing that. That's how he works. Yeah, yeah. He's well, on a whole different level. He's like, oh, you want like the whole world? Here you go. You want yeah, different yeah, colors? He, Boom, here you go. He is pretty good. Yeah, Vitaly is one of those guys. <laughs> he's just, just not, pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> he just lives on another planet. Yeah, but with the Marmoset, you can like view those models and make them working. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, That's impressive, man. Would you mind sharing with uh, myself and the rest of the audience that's listening that might be interested some of like some key maybe tutorials or things that you would suggest? Because I know you're also an instructor as well. So there's something that you would suggest that um, would help people that like myself, for example, that I'm really curious about this, these other different programs. I've never heard of 3d code and uh, I'm really interested in these kind of things because 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually f- kind of working on building a PC. I've been using Mac for years now because yeah. as a designer, it just, it's, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm really picky about my OS and stuff. And Mac is just, yeah. has a really, really superior visually, um, impacting OS, obviously in comparison to PC. Yeah. Some people are probably yelling at me right now, whatever, but <laughs> That's an ongoing battle. <laughs> yeah, it's an ongoing no, thing. You know, Windows 10 I, looks like it's going to be pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. I think we're in a... You know, actually, at some point, I hit the wall when, like, what the only thing I needed is a good monitor with a inbuilt camera with a head, uh, with a head, inbuilt head uh, speakers. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything good better than Apple. And yeah. I had to spend money right now. I'm using 5K iMac. Yeah. And I spent way a lot of money because I also wanted to build a good machine. And you know, when you customize your yeah, how did you do, how did you do that? Because I've been I was going to do the five K, but they don't run Nvidia cards. And oh, that's pain in the ass, man! I it still is, don't dude. have Nvidia, and I need it because, like, for some re- program side. But uh, yeah, for what I'm using now, it's good enough, and I'm really liking 5k monitor because you you just a snapshot from keyshot and just 5k image image just really good yeah. i have my old pc but i'm planning to upgrade it so i i don't know i'm, I'm i haven't been following this stuff and for ages so for now i'm kind of happy with my uh, imac still because of retina displays some programs don't get it like my key shot keeps crashing and <laughs> uh, photoshop like i got the weirdest errors yeah. Photoshop in my life, you know, like the the code just comes out and saying like, oh, oh, because it's the the five K, it has yeah, a hard time, it, it has a hard it time working with it, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Coming to, to tutorials, uh, to be honest, I just made two t- tutorials on my painting skills, but I'm planning to make a huge set of three D code and keyshot tutorials. I kind of wanted like for a year I was playing with it just to make sure that I understand it really good to. Kind of deliver the knowledge I know to other people. The only downside of 3D code, there's not many good tutorials around, and the program is not very known because the majority of the work is like amateurs. And actually, I'm I'm kind of having a verbal agreement with them, and I'm doing. Can you do some tutorials? That's cool. um, yeah, aside tutorials, I'm also doing a kind of development and I know exactly what they need to implement and I'm uh, giving them advices. Okay, guys, we need this, we need that. But you definitely, it's worth trying. I, I mean, I think 3D Code is better program when you actually can draw sure. and it comes back to your sketching uh, question. Like yeah. I feel it's, it's a bit different. It's not like you're building world from primitives like you would do in Maya or you know, 3D Max. And it's not exactly ZBrush because ZBrush is limited to kind of small objects. You, but in 3D code, you can create scenes like, like you can create forest, you can create kind leaves, like Modo, can, I guess. Is it similar to Modo or different? Uh, no, but Modo is again low primitive modeling. You can Damn go it. high poly, but you cannot sculpt in Modo. In 3D code, you can take and sculpt. This is amazing. Like I will send you a couple of images coming to a question about the, the water. Yeah. I actually created the water splashes. 
and they look uh. cool. I just didn't have time to kind of integrate them properly. Sure. And the way you create them, you just take a photo. And also 3D code is very compatible with Photoshop. You just take a photo, create a stencil, and just draw inside with a 3D brush and you get the water. But now it's three-dimensional because you can rotate your brush and create the space oh, dimension inside. <laughs> yeah. It's, I need well, to check well, this basically out. This, basically, this is how I created rain. You know, I just painted a few strokes and then they all were in space and then out of that space i created another 3d brush and it sounds ridiculous but I, you just need I, I i can show you afterwards or anytime you i'd want. love to see and, it and, yeah that'd yeah, be amazing i'm gonna release like on my facebook recently i posted this uh, i don't know if you've seen those the few images with bmw i just am looking at that right now the uh, i8 right yeah exactly oh, those are such sick cars dude the bmw electric yeah. supercar support car whatever those yeah, what, are great. what the heck is this okay can you explain some of this too because this is amazing i'm looking at the first image is the top shot of the two cars yeah. the left is the white one and the right yep. is the black so this is matte painting but it's 3d as well no no that's not that many matte painting like so this is more real uh, well the, the background the sky is obviously matte painted sure. but the terrain is all 3d what yeah, yeah. If you scroll scroll down in the comment sections, I posted like I obviously did the heavy color grading and added like bits like smoke and stuff like that. But most of it is 3D base, and actually I created the whole Icelandic kind kind of uh, terrain. It was huge, and I'm I'm gonna post some more renders today or tomorrow with the actual landscape. But yeah, these days you can just <laughs> create some crazy stuff. That's pretty amazing. And, and so you're, are, how are you getting these reference like Im- images? Are you able to like get them from like top shots of the off the internet or something and like merge them well, together? For, for the terrain, I just use the space images of Sahara or something like that. Sure. So I just needed like a, a kind of visual pattern that is that looks cool. After that, I used that one to sculpt the geometry in 3D code. So it's actually not only bumps or displacements, it's actual geometry. Because if you check out the close-up shots, you can see that geometry is, it's not the flat surface. It's, yeah. And it works, it, it, look, it works really cool from both from large scale views. Like when I zoomed out, I was able to do that aerial shot. And when I zoomed in, with a little bit of bumps and extra details, you can get some really decent ground. This is well. fucking so, nuts, dude. Can you make some tutorials, please? And I'll buy them. Everybody else yeah, is listening, yeah, sure. I'm sure, will buy them too and will support you. I think that this is amazing. It's amazing to see what you're doing here. I can't believe that this is, you know, when I look at this, I guess I come from when, you know, um, Dylan Cole was doing Nomen DVDs of photo bashing into still kind of images that you can parallax and stuff but now yeah this is a whole different realm uh, i didn't realize it it's pretty nuts because i'm looking at these images and i'm like what the fuck it's pretty impressive <laughs> man yeah oh thank you Ash. it's awesome well, dude cheers it's just like power it Lots just of power comes, yeah cheers just comes to the beginning of our conversation that I never had those proper tools, so I kind of always try to invent whatever works for me. It's great. And for example, using this method, imagine if I was doing like BMW commercial, like, and I did this one. Like, I have this monthly projects. Um, I, I like I did the World War Two project in a month, and I'm doing 
all of this in my spare time like i work <laughs> nine hours a day and, and, and you're dead too yeah yeah and considering that fact i i believe that it is pretty fast process you know like i build the whole terrain and i can use it for different angles i can storyboard this kind of commercial it's crazy dude in a day probably <sighs> yeah and just on top of it you just add details you know the smoky bits and i i believe like in as we go they will release new shaders and even creating smoke and stuff like that you will be able to do everything in 3d but i'm not like i'm not doing 3d in the sake of doing 3d i'm just using 3d to make quicker decisions uh, i hope that makes sense like, no of course you're just helping you get me, to the end goal you know yeah yeah it, it just gives me more flexibility to find an angles and like imagine if i was matte painting it oh, okay man. i would do one one thing i can do it like i did matte painting for ages but then to change it an angle i need to redo everything yes yeah and i can't stand that these kind of yeah using this kind of setup uh, you can do like a huge thing. And I need to learn actually, this, dude. Like, I can Teach me. Kind Teach of tell- me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so cool. I'm just going to share you the next step of this month. I kind of made up this story like we were talking about it. And I also, I'm also really trying to, instead of doing one image, I'm trying always to think about story and kind of those yes, kind of, of things. Course. So I thought like the, the story of this commercial as I, I made up this commercial, but the story would be this African tribe they summon these two BMWs from the creators. <laughs> oh, you made right this all up? This isn't something for NPC or anything? No, no, it's just made up. Right? What? You know, what uh, I have- how did you get these assets of the IA? Is it off of like TurboSquid oh, or something? I bought it from TurboSquid, yeah. TurboSquid's like quite great, isn't it? No, it's really, it's like interior modeling on this model is not that great, but for 100 pounds, which is like 150 dollars it's pretty good decent model you know yeah it comes with yeah. all the texturing and everything too uh uh the, there was a texture set but i think it was max set so i had to redo the, the it in key shot oh, which is okay. not yeah. it wasn't that difficult yeah uh so yeah right now i'm doing the first part of this commercial well at least i will start doing it uh, crazy and dude i'm planning to do a lot of characters and this is where i will be using with a lot of 3d scans and all that stuff wow and also like I built a lot of <laughs> rain presets, so like you know, like slow motion rain when the droplets fall in front of the characters. So it's gonna be like a proper they, them playing drums, and you see all the, uh, the the splashes and all that stuff, and then those cars they summon from the volcano and then start chasing each other. So that's kind of story. <laughs> what the heck? Okay, so let me get this path. So you have this really rad idea and this fun thing that you're doing on the side of all these other amazing things you're working on. You start to, you have the idea. Do you sketch this out in paper? Is that what you do first? Uh, sometimes I do, but these days I just find modeling way more easier, you know, because sure, once you go I'm, right to it quickly. Yeah. Like so it's already in your mind then? This is already. Yeah. Okay. It, it is in my mind. And as I go, I just, like, for example, I had this. I actually did some work on the pride. I did this kind of location with a lot of animal skulls behind them. So it's like a proper pride. But then I thought like, man, you should put them into really, like you were saying, you take something ordinary and you put it in something completely alien to those. And then you get something original. And I thought like, what if I put an African tribe into Icelandic kind of landscape? It could be, look cool because they are black and you have a white snow and that stuff. You can get some really decent contrast on 
in the images. So I'm building this set of those guys and I can potentially sketch those, but I find it easier just to put figures and put the cars, put the mountains. And I already have the set and all everything is built. Yeah, you so might as well you not even miss, skip that step. That's what I'm saying, yeah. which I find is interesting is what we talked about earlier about the sketching stage, but because it's already in your, in your mind, you're working yeah. on a different level. I suppose what I'm getting at is that you're in a completely more immersive and you can, like you said, you can storyboard and previs basically the entire thing because you have this scene, the setting, you just adjust the camera where you want to yep. go and you create the sequence basically. Yeah. And ah, also, you nuts. know, like 3d code, like I keep saying this painting in 3d space, it freaks out some people because they don't get it. Sorry, hold on. Uh, and how I use it, for example, I set up my camera, like it almost like feels like a sketching. I know this is the composition I'm going for. And then I just sculpt or paint in 3d space, just, where I need those details to go. Like, for example, in that World War II project, I made this a shot with the general and the rain around him. Yeah. And I just went for the camera angle. Okay, this is the camera angle I'm going to use. And I just refined the projector behind him. I took the geometry. I sculpted everything so everything looks what? detailed, increased. Shut up, dude. This piece with the with the guy in the rain and there's that big piece behind him? Yeah, it's all 3D, even rain what? on this one. Yeah, I know you're saying the rain too, but man, you know, it's really crazy. You're, you're fooling my mind, my eye. <laughs> Usually I can pick up on this stuff. I know there's some uncanny valley stuff going on here, but at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? I think it's what's really cool is you've managed to really capture that degre- degradation of the photos. So you have yeah. that, you know, it really feels old because it's, it's an old, has the noise and it has... The, the the chromatic aberration kind of shift of the of the the kind of the exposure i suppose which is really interesting yeah sorry you were saying this is so nuts dude i'm really it's blowing my <laughs> mind right now because i'm i'm loving this i'm really starting to get into um the next phase of my career i think i want to be focusing on doing being able to do what you're doing basically it's because that way i can you know when i make stuff for lost boy i can just I can just make it and it's just, I go and make the world and I put them in there and I can pre-visit out and it's all there and I can go and shoot yep. it, you know, and that's yep. so powerful. So powerful. No, it is Ash. It's really, really powerful. And like, you know, like I really, like I was saying you before, I'm not really big fan when you take like a geometry and you mess around, like you move the primitive, you put another primitive, like whatever feels very stiff for me, I just skip it. So, most of this geometry, it looks heavy as hell, dirty as as hell as well. But once I put all the textures on top of it, once I put all the um, atmosphere and all the particles and all the grading, you don't see it. It doesn't matter. So, why should I bother about doing clean stuff if you never use it you know well because it's concept right so you can do that you can get away with it but if it was in production you'd be yelled at obviously because like this can't render and this isn't open (laughs) yeah absolutely well for production you have their own they have their own people i'm a concept artist yeah i know they hate us like i was doing (laughs) i I did these concepts for avengers the latest one i basically i was responsible to design the whole sequence of this uh, vision being 3d printed okay it was like a whole big sequence in the movie that was cut to three shots but 
<laughs> I was happy anyway. So I did design uh, how he was printed and I used like Keyshot 3D code, just like a, a lot of layers of him being constructed. Hmm. And basically those guys, they hated me because <laughs> it looks simple on the picture, but when once you Very start replicating those, doing all the motion design and particle effects, it's just nuts, you know? <laughs> but man, everybody knows the niche, you know? Sure. Uh, so I, this is what I prefer to do. What would you suggest and to somebody like myself or that's listening that wants to, that's starting off with this stuff and wants to learn and to get to where you're at? with the programs because i like the i'm similar with your process of just getting in there doing it and getting getting out of it basically um are you so you do suggest possibly starting out to to start learning and playing with programs like keyshot or um 3d code Mm -hmm. you're using zebra it sounds like you're using keyshot zbrush 3d code and marmoset is that what it says yeah i'm not using zbrush at the moment because i find 3d code sufficient for what I do. Sure. There are a few really cool tools in new ZBrush, like they have Array and Nano Mesh, basically all those particles, magics, you know, you, you can do some really cool stuff. But I'm I'm still like, you know, I have 10 attempts for every program. Like I have 10 attempts prin- principle. <laughs> What's that mean? And I already wasted nine attempts trying to learn ZBrush. So oh, I've yeah. still got one left. Yeah, I had but a real I'm, hard I'm time of, with ZBrush. I had to kind of give it up. so complicated it it's is just yeah over it's over the top you know it's, it's i know and i respect so much people who do oh, some yeah, really of course. work but i just feel there are better tools and i feel pretty good is definitely more intuitive it looks quite cheap like the logo and all that sure. stuff because it's moi is the same thing to moments of inspiration is a similar yeah. isn't that another one that's really powerful but looks really cheap kind of the yeah, UI, basically the skin. Absolutely, yeah. And Keyshot, like I know that the renders that quite more advanced than Keyshot because Keyshot is quite simple. But the simplicity what makes it really cool. Because for example, in that on those aerial shots, I would literally like move my texture like in the real time and see how it updates and give my like because my eye knows what what it needs to look like and my eye knows what the composition needs to be and yep. i just rotate my camera freely without bothering about all the sci-fi pre-renders and all that stuff you know and also what i why i prefer keyshot because in keyshot you can move stuff around as well you don't yeah. need a third party program is it like cpu or can, gpu intensive or is it both uh it's cpu i think yeah oh, okay and you're using i7 so, with your imac right yeah so i have eight cores eight cores okay it's, it's pretty decent you know like i don't know if you've seen the i did this scene with the forest that looks like miniatures yeah what is that i was just gonna ask you what the hell is that dude uh, don't tell well, me is that photos come on what is that no no it's all 3d oh man <laughs> yeah you're blowing my mind here i need to have i need to learn what you're doing here this is ridiculous <laughs> the, well the camera's great i think this this definitely does feel like a key shot though a key shot is great at like mimicking really great depth of focus is that a key shot yeah, then you're using yeah all of those are just screen grabs from Keyshot. they are not even renders you know i, I kind of like the grain it gives when it's oh not yeah i love it too yeah and octane does just, the same thing too i don't know if you're yeah, familiar with octane well, Octane is great. It's really cool, but I don't know. I, until the, they don't have like transfer gizmos, and it just freaks me out. You know, there's no way to design stuff in, inside the Octane. At least this is how I feel. Yeah, maybe they will improve it later. 
it's double but octane's got some really nice uh, exterior lighting setup you just set up a daytime and it just looks great but for now what i'm using for what i'm using Keyshot is pretty sufficient and i can say it's really good like i was the better testing the next release which is Keyshot 6 they did some really nice improvements like vitali also did some interior uh, lighting and stuff like that it just looks really really promising hell yeah and and yeah basically for that the forest i made a patch which was like 20 million polygons okay so basically and you're doing this all on your on your imac yeah 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 i did it all but what's more funny like everything is kind of 3d geometry in that and there 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 are no bumps like zero bumps everything is sculpted like the grass and the water and all that stuff what and then in keyshot you can create a pattern so basically i duplicated that the 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 small not the small but the chunk of geometry sure the patch that i made i made probably 20 copies of that one so imagine 20 millions multiplied by 20 dude it's like over 400 billion polygons yeah just renders in the minutes of in the matter of minutes. Well, because like, I guess it doesn't lift. matter, right? Because the way that no, the math works, the way it breaks it down, like it, it yeah, bases, yeah. bases on what's most important in the viewpoint and the focal, yeah. right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's very efficient. And That's why Keyshot's so good. It's very easy to use and it's very efficient. And, 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 and yeah. opposing to like V-Ray, for example, which is very intensive, you can get amazing results with V-Ray from what I've seen. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the crossroads right now because I'm about to really change everything. And that's why I'm just yeah. really curious because... Once I dive in and like you said, 10 times, you know, like I've given, I'm already given <laughs> up on ZBrush cause I've tried it 10 times and it just, I can't, <laughs> I can't click with it. I use yeah. primarily, I use cinema 4d and what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to build a really crazy computer with three 980 TIs in it. And yeah. I'm going to probably do like a Xeon. Yeah. For octane. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to run as dual Xeon probably so I can do key shot as well. So I can yeah. try both of them. Cause what I want to do is be able to do whatever I want and not have the computer get in the way. So I can basically no. build stuff really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ash, you know, just to be clear, I'm, I'm never saying like this is bad. Oh, no, of course bad. not. It's just your path. You, you know? know, because some people they can. I I can tell you a funny story. When I posted those World War Two images, mm-hmm. like basically, I had to say it's 3D because it, like 90% of it is 3D. Man. I got so many angry messages <laughs> in private, like, what do you mean? Like, 3D, it looks photo. Like, and then I started posting breakdowns. Yeah. And then people started apologizing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, people yeah. always trying to catch you doing something sure. cheating. Of and, course. Like, and also, when you say, like, this program is better than this one, they also can freak out. Like, I can definitely say Keyshot and 3D code is the base cho- choice for me. Like, I'm not going for Octane at the moment because I think Keyshot is very powerful at concepting stuff, you know? Yeah. Because I also, I always, like I said to you in the beginning, I try to always put some paintwork on top of it because without it, every super nice 3D looks, still looks kind of fake. Like yeah, it's just too nice. Exceptions yeah, it's like too refined. Because he's doing just Mac stuff, like, you know? But when you do environments, like, it's really, really tough to get, like, a really decent result. So... I prefer when you put time versus performance, I say Keyshot is the winner because you can design stuff inside Keyshot. You, and, you know, actually the lack of few features like this, you cannot do displacement and Keyshot and stuff like that, but the lack of it just keeps you moving forward. You know, yes. you're not 
trying to fine-tune your image to get that final holy result you know you yeah. just move on you just keep and going yeah instead of having stressful. one good composition you can end up having 10 good compositions with a good with a high potential and then you just refine those by and in the end you get a great result you know it's so if I, if my advice to you would be try both sure and spend your 10 attempts and then you will make your up your mind up but as i'm seeing you use such a nice sketcher and you have a like really really good hand so oh, don't thanks. waste that, don't waste that ability and like 3d is always 3d but you know combining those two skills you can use and do something really well you you know 3d where you do some really awesome stuff as well oh, just thanks. if you want to like a world building yeah, I'm just trying to build more yeah. stuff, you know, as I build out these things and I'm building and writing stories. It'd be so great to be able to sit there and build a world in my mind, write it all out, and then just go make it in 3D. And it's just, it helps me sell it so much easier so I can get the funding and all that stuff. And it, it's just yeah. a tool. It's, 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 not, it's not everything. It's just a means to the end to get to where I need to go. And yeah. instead of sitting there and drawing one drawing in a duration of eight hours or something or three hours... If I could build a scene and move around in it and get maximize that space like you're doing with a BMW, you're doing exactly what I'm trying to figure out how to do. And it's just for me, I want to do the minimal amount of just learning to get the, the what I need. And I just need to get the execution out, you know, so. But I think this yep. is really this is really amazing. It looks like you have Gumroads. I'm using Safari and it doesn't let me use look through Gumroad stuff. So you have tutorials out there then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just got two painting tutorials that i did like a year ago but i'm i'm planning because i've got so many requests like people think i'm doing like a, some kind of voodoo magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh, it's, it's just like a, do some, it man i'll promote the shit out of it this is really cool yeah, what you're doing i think it's thank, really thank you very much well basically i'm kind of doing the same thing i'm doing with the painting like i sure. construct everything and i I, yeah, 3D code is an amazing. Like I said, like I keep telling you about 3D code, but it's really, really good. Oh yeah, I'm like, gonna check it out. You, you can assign your brushes from Photoshop, like not exactly the same brushes, but you can do anything as a brush in 3D code, mm -hmm. and like it's so back and forth. You know, you can use stencils, you can use alphas. For example, those terrains that I created, I just downloaded like a space images of our elevation maps. Yes. And you can so quickly create the geometry. And it's just a matter of... Oh, man. You, you just paint on the blank, on the plane and just creates you mountains, waters, like an old sort of stuff. Well, because it's already oh, there, right? Man. You're just figuring out a way of, of yeah, augmenting and, and stuff. Yeah, and could, like, they have like simple cloth simulator, but man, when I showed the guys who are doing zebras, they were like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you literally like, for example, you make you want to make a hoodie or a cape or something like that. So you create a plane and you just drop it, like release it on top of your character, and yeah. it just warps around the character. That's perfect, so and nice it feels really. naturally. Yeah, yeah it, it it's not one hundred percent perfect, but it gives you a nice base. You know, like I I already had. Honest two attempts of for marvelous designer <laughs> hmm. and it still feels so complicated like i i know you can do some really crazy stuff but i don't want to go that precise you know if i yes. want to create it it's it's a program that meant for people who design stuff you know like proper cloth designing 
And so far, I, I still have eight remaining. I'm not like blacklisting that program, but that 3D code cloth is enough for me. I dropped the geometry or use an existing geometry to warp around the, the body. And it's I amazing, just though. Because you can yeah. build anything then if you throw cloth at like a random object or go on well, Turbo Squid and grab something weird and throw cloth at it and then render it really beautifully, then you have some weird, amazing art. You know. Well, I'm doing actually for that. Uh, remember, I told you those cars are immersing from the volcano. Uh-oh, so here we go. The black car, the black car is immersing through this black kind of volcanic stuff. And oh, the lava! I'm using the cloth. Yeah, lava, like cool down lava, and I'm so I'm using that cloth. I made a couple of tests. Dude, just really record all this. Record it, man. Do it. <laughs> record and make tutorials. I'll buy them, dude. Dude, Gumroad, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Share oh, your secrets. Geez. Do it. <laughs> well, no I always keep a, like like I'm doing now. I'm always keep it's explaining cool. how I do it. There's no magic behind it. It's just doing uh, it. I, I need to organize myself. You know, like I re, I'm really, really careful about this whole teaching thing. It's just my principle. I'm not trying to say someone did this, someone that that. Sure. But like many people write me like, Oh, dude, how do you do that? What would you, would you advise me? And I'm trying to be careful because I know one misleading advice could like in extreme case ruin their career you know like recently i had this guy like i'm because i know russian i i'm being invited a lot to russian workshops um for example recently i went to moscow to give this workshop and there was this guy like really really nice guy and before i went there he wrote me like asking like oh man like i i'm really i really want to do the stuff you're doing and i kind of have dilemma right now to go to school or to be a, to learn by myself, you know. And I was like, "Hey, man, that's a big on. problem." And yeah, he, yeah. He was also mentioning that he needs to take a big loan to to be able to yeah. pay for the school. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I can't tell you without knowing a, a little bit more, you know, because sure. I I don't want to be responsible for that thing." Well, yeah, and then you're I a responsible and person. He explained me. And then I said, I advised him, look, man, if I was you, I would do this, that. And he even sent me a signed paper that Jama is not responsible for whatever advices he gave to me. <laughs> it's all my choice. Just for fun. Sure. So, like, That's really so great good. of you, though, to help him out. That's great. Yeah. And He'll never forget that, man. Uh, I hope so, man. He was really passionate. and I, I uh, hope He'll go he, far. He we man, he, we he was, know that, that he, that's all that really matters is your passion, you know. The passion yeah, he used to be a crook. He oh, that's cool. And yeah, me too. He, that's what I was, yeah. Already? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So, and it, when it comes to tutorials, I also tend to, like, if I give information, I want to prepare something, like, spend time to try to deliver the knowledge rather than just, I know if I release tutorial, I will make some money now, but that's not priority for me. I, I would love to spend a little bit more time. And yeah. Money's secondary. Doing is something that's impactful and doing something great is really important. I have had so many people ask me to do tutorials too and have that same dilemma. I, uh, and I haven't done one yet because a, I don't think that what I'm doing is all that good. And then B, I don't know if like I can educate people properly where it's worthy of their time. But the more I go into it, the more I realize how deep and long I've been doing this stuff for like how, how much I do know, it's just, it seems common to me now, you know? So, um, but I think maybe perhaps something for you would be really cool is doing like one of those, um, like a patron or something. And every time you work on your BMW process, you record it and you talk a bit about how you're doing it and just kind of go through the, the motions and all your fans can learn. Yeah, and well, that's a really cool way. Good advice, yeah. Yeah, I have, 
That'd be amazing. And then it's not so um, rigorous because I know, you know, recording tutorials is very intensive because you have to edit and all that stuff. But if you have almost like a yeah. live chat that people can subscribe to and they can also pay you to help teach them at the same time, yep. it could be a really great experience. I mean, okay. I, would, I would subscribe to that 100%. Just let me know if you ever do that and then I'll promote it too because I think that'd be a really great okay. thing for you, you know? So. It gave me... A lot of motivation. I will go for it. I think it's <laughs> yeah, great. I yeah. I feel sometimes that I'm overjudging myself. I just sure. want to do like a really good like instead of start doing it. But uh, yeah, and I have so many side projects like those stories. Like I also started like a graphic novel a couple of years ago. Still working on that one. It's just I wish enough a little bit more time. But you know, like yes. also have family and like <laughs> close one. Yeah, man, it's hard to juggle all that so for sure. Yeah, and also like how I've been going for some time and got worse and not yeah, I do digits and I, I I'm into kind of the fight stuff, but just the, the just the, the watcher, you know, I just watch all the MMA fights and all that stuff. But <laughs> uh, I just go to gym and do regular exercises, swim and all that stuff. It's also very very important. Like for example, I bought a standing desk for myself as well, just to sometimes to stand up. Otherwise, you just ruin your health if you keep sitting like that forever. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all about balance, you know. Yes. Actually, like it's all everything is possible unless you become really fanatical about something and just ruin the rest of the things you know it's good to be fanatical it's confusing and, though i think for people right when they see people like yourself or vitali or the people maybe even think of like things that i'm doing we're kind of fanatics right and and then it's a lot of the times um I think it's kind of connected to success as being fanatical, you know, like how you said yeah. that you've had to endure quite a bit and you've lost some very significant things because of fanatical activities yeah. and stuff. And, but you know, now that you've gotten to this stage, it's easy to look back now and go, you know, we should have relaxed a little bit more and didn't have to be yeah. like that. And it's, 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 it's tough though. Right. Isn't it? It's challenging. I think it is yeah, to really to is. balance that all and out, you know? So, you know, so like, I think this, this is something coming with the age, I think, I'm 35, so like not that older than you, but yeah, we're pretty still close. old enough. Yes, yeah, still old enough to get this thing. Like I realized that actually, like for example, coming to sitting in front of a computer and working, like like I, I do remember my brother told me like when I was working in his agency, like I, my argument was like, hey man, I'm sitting 12 hours in your agency and working. He was like, man, if you're sitting 12 hours, this mean you're working 12 hours, <laughs> and that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> like just with the age i realized how much it's important to just concentrate on one thing get it done and get the fuck out of it yes you know? exactly yeah go take and a walk this, too and yeah and or whatever open so much time for other things like yes. I, before i would say i don't have time for that you know like sport like i just go swim in the morning go to work work a little bit more come home work a little bit more but work very concentrated Instead of just sitting there and like, oh, what is this? Oh, that's a funny video on YouTube. Like, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, do those well, things. I think right. that, that's, that's usually a case of when people have that nine to five, they get in a rut. I remember yeah. that myself, you get in a rut and you kind of, you feed into the hours that you're supposed to do because you've agreed to do that. 
but then you realize that you're not using the hours efficiently. And as a freelancer, it's completely different for me, at least it was like, no, this is my time. And I do what I need to do. I get the project done or I do whatever I said I was going to do. And then whenever time I have extra is just whatever I want to do. And I'm really focused on those things, you know, and it's all choice, you know, it's a powerful, it's a powerful lifestyle change, you know, but as artists, we have the freedom to do such a thing. And that's the key to it. You know, is that what you're finding with your career and how you're doing it? No, absolutely. Like, for example, uh, you asked me about Framestore. What I really was surprised by, and I'm absolutely loving when I came to over to Framestore, they used uh, the system. They have like reviews twice a day. Hmm. Like when I was at MPC, we had like reviews like once a week, you know, like or dailies. You send stuff sure. before you leave, you know. But having actually the, like reviews twice a day, and we do them like in a in a team format we sit down in front of our tv we have big tv with open all the works and everyone is seeing your work you're seeing other people's work and we just go through them discuss and like our director say something other people say something you can add some comments to other people's work and you know because you have to review twice a day you know that by for example 12 30 you need to show something yeah and that makes you so efficient like you skip all the uh move to left move to the yeah, right you, uh, just go. you know yeah. you just go for it and basically what when you use your instinct it's the, the best thing you know you yeah. just the right the right thing you just do something and it looks cool and after using after was, i joined framestar i started applying applying that that kind of style to my own work so I set up a, like a timer in an hour. I need to do a reasonable image that I can present to myself at least. And that helps me a lot. Like when I started doing it, I just keep finishing projects like that World War II. It looks like, and it is a lot of work. Like I modeled the whole thing, but I did it pretty efficient. Like one month in my overtime, I think it's a good thing, you know? And, yeah. and I was able to do it just because I was really focused and I didn't kind of, fuck around you know i just went and did it sure that's awesome man it's so cool dude it's really cool it's really cool to see how you're getting these things done and how you're building it out and then your mentality and stuff and you have a very mature uh way of approaching it, i think and it sounds like you've uh, you experienced quite a bit in order to achieve kind of like this way and this form of understanding how you're achieving your goals and how to manage your time and all that kind of stuff, which is really high level. You know, I think that's really the key when we do these kind of things is to really jump into these, um, these experiences with full intention and focus and having a clear vision. Wouldn't you say, I mean, isn't, isn't it a hundred percent just focusing on what you need to do and having that complete yeah. dedication to the clarity and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This is like the most, the best way to do stuff. Otherwise you there's no other way, yeah. really. There is. There's two yeah. ways. There's two. There's a right way and the wrong way. And I'm not sorry yeah. to be so black and white about it, but there's, there is. And I, and I, for my personal understanding of how I've experienced success in my life is, there's ways of doing things shitty, and then there's ways yeah. of doing things right. And then yeah. the way they're doing things right is subjective. At the same time, there, there's a path, you know, and there's a way yep. of doing it, you know. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is, this is awesome though. It's really great to see all this, this, this stuff. Cause I think it's interesting. I think before we were doing this podcast, you didn't have much work on your site. I think you had maybe like four or five things. Yeah. Uh, and, and so now it was interesting because a lot of it was just painterly and these textures and these beautiful illustrations. And I was like, okay, awesome. Like we can talk about painting and your love of painting and stuff. 
And then I went on your site, I think it was like last night, because I was like, I really need to get more familiar with your work so I can really dive deep into questions that I have. And I'm like, well, what the heck is you got all these new things and these different things on here. So it was like really yeah. interesting, especially like, you know, the the World War Two. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that stuff, that era, that world, that feeling. So, yeah. And I thought it was like, oh, he's doing like really epic photo mashing and stuff. And but now I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're blowing my mind here. You know, like that's really yeah, impressive, too. It's very, very impressive. You know, like I think I, I, I love this stuff personally and I get impressed, but I was thoroughly impressed like there's some of these i'm like what the fuck are you kidding me so so impressed you know you get that excitement when you look at like i don't know if it's the same for you you look at like vitaly for example you keep bringing him yeah, up yeah. it's a great example but you look at vitaly thing you go fuck man i really need to do this or learn this because yeah. he's achieving that i'm getting the same feeling that's a very exciting like i need to go and sort this out and set up time so i can kind of you know dive into these things and that's really great and i appreciate that so from myself to you i, I you know i thank you for that so Thank you. Well, with coming to my website, man, it's been always like I, the only reason why I have website because I, I just like uh, when I applied to Frame Store, they were basically, "Hey, man, do you have a website?" And I was like, "I, I just realized I don't have a website <laughs> because I've been, <laughs> been always busy. hired hired without having a website." Sure. And I think it's a good sign because like people know they knew my work and they know they knew how I work, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just I hit the point when I just need to bring everything together. Otherwise, it's scattered all over the place. And like, oh, do you do the 3D? Uh, yeah, actually, I do a little bit. And then you post those images, you know, ah, you actually know 3D. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and of course, it's a bit more professional. Just things for me developed so quickly. Like I literally I posted my first image in 2009 and then in 2011 i was already getting hired and it's just being so quick for me and i'm i have nothing to complain about i was lucky but i think behind besides being lucky i worked my ass off to be honest and yeah pays off, of course basically. yeah you're being humble i think but that's really great and it's important it shows that your humanity and like humility and your how you're you know you approach things and not getting your ego in the way of of growth and stuff which is important it looks like you're using squarespace i guess to make your site too yeah, I I was using actually I was using your site was one of my templates. Oh, like, cool. oh this is my reference <laughs> because you've got such yeah. Well, I think you've got a custom site, right? Somebody made it. Yeah, it my so friend Adam cool. Adam Brewer. Yeah, yeah, he helped build. Um, I yeah. think we're using Kirby. I think I had a lot of people ask about it, um, yeah. which is ironic because I love Squarespace and. You know, they're a sponsor of the podcast too, and I'm not even using their thing, but we are using it for the co- the podcast yeah. website. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's just one of those things. Like I was using something else. Like I don't, I don't want to mention Cargo names, Collective or something. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. it wasn't that. Like you always, I still had to go to to the code. You know, like, yeah, I hate doing that. Yeah, and, and with the Squarespace, basically just <laughs> slide the sliders key shot baby got, yeah it's almost like a key shot. <laughs> yeah. they, unfortunately they have all the same templates which is a yes. bit annoying like my site basically looks like Maciej's site or someone else's yeah. site but, <laughs> but there's no choice you know this is just the same site and the same template i the, i was using another one with really big pictures and because i'm doing i'm always doing kind of cinematic frames it looks we re- looked really promising but it was just was just way too slow you know the yeah image just swap like a second later and it wasn't the best way to present your work because like 
it needs to be fast people just scroll down okay this guy does this yeah and, it, it's challenging know. to find that right mix but that, that the thing i wanted to bring up is it's, it's really cool to see you know it's one of the big important thing is as well as presenting your work and um, that's why like we use Squarespace as an example for a sponsorship because we'll never have a sponsor on here of something that we don't believe in. And that's why we, um, we're, we're into Squarespace because of that reason you can get your work out there easily and it can help Absolutely. you kind of just make yeah. it. And it's the same thing like with Keyshot we're talking about, like it's just get your work yep. up there. So it's presentable. The problem Absolutely. is, yeah, it's not, I think what's, what's going to be really interesting is that grid thing. I don't know if you've seen that, that looks really promising, interesting, like and almost an AI kind of element of how web is presented and how you present your wow. work and stuff. And it's all kind of intuitive and stuff. So it's based off of like, who's looking at it when they're looking at it, what surface they're looking at it on. That's and so your work interacts with that. So you can go like a full cinema kind of style. Yeah. But then if you're looking on your iPhone, it's different because it's based off of yeah. like, you know, your resolution and stuff. So it, and it's, it's, it's just a new way of explaining and showing and expressing your work, you know, which is really Man, important. I think so. this is how it should be. Like, yes, it again, comes back to the, the programs I was mentioning about, like, like same thing with the ZBrush, like to cut a hole in ZBrush, like just a circular <laughs> hole, you uh. need to like make a, a whole ritual, you know, like <laughs> this, that. Kind of like the fire, you got to, like, you know, put your... Because there's no alternative. Yeah. People keep doing that, like keep yeah. using it. When I saw the alternative, I said, man, this is yeah. way more user-friendly. Why shouldn't be I going for that? Well, the same with the Squarespace. Sure. Even though I paid like for a year in advance for Cargo Collective, I just switched over because I don't want to suffer be yes. just because I was dumped and paid the money for the service <laughs> I really don't need, you know? Yeah, I yeah. just paid for another one in the Squarespace. And Cargo was really in, good before Squarespace. Cargo, I think, was Squarespace yeah. prior to it, and that's what I used prior. And then, yeah, yeah. it became such a bitch to use. And, exactly. um, and I love it, and I have friends that use it too. Some of it's great, you know, if you're just using a template and it's okay, but if you want to augment things, yeah, it's difficult. But then the Squarespace is the same thing. So, yeah. but it's really important, obviously, to, you know, present your work and how you present it, obviously. Well, we got to probably wrap this up. I, I'm really enjoying this. Yep. I'd love to have you on again if you're ever up for it, and we could just talk more yeah, in depth yeah. about what you're doing. Absolutely. And, well, what especially what we didn't do is to talk about your work i really was interested to ask oh, this a couple is for your questions interview, though. well yeah, do you have anything man, in specific it's really cool I, because i'm coming from this graphic and motion i did a little bit of motion design man those titles that you made so for those movies i i, I always appreciate that oh that thank kind you of work and like you know i i really like all the like particle effects and all that stuff it's been <laughs> a while since i did the last one but I'm still loving it, and I will. I would love to come and talk more about your stuff as well. Definitely, we can do it off the podcast too. We can maybe I can show you uh, how I'm doing these things in Cinema or something too, because Cinema 4D yep. is a program that I use. It's like my go-to 3D program, and um, yep. it's really weird and unique and different. It has its own little nuances, but it's got it's so much fun, and it's uh, it's. I don't yep. know if you've ever used it, but for simulating and all that kind of stuff, there's so many interesting no, things i haven't so. i i used my max for a while okay touched cinema for the well, maybe yeah well, if you ever have questions let me know you know and, and that's the beauty of this i think this community and the, and the way of embracing and working with other artists and stuff and uh, levy's the same way and mache and vitali like they're everybody's just wanting to grow and learn together and and, and build and develop and and that's something that i really appreciate about being a part of this 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 industry itself in particular when everybody's playing nice and everybody's helping one another and growing it's really an amazing place you know so 
Yeah. Yep. I'm really looking forward to you. I cool. really hope you make some um, either tutorials or if you do that um, that um, patron thing. I know there's quite a few artists that are doing such a great job with just doing their, their patron and people are able to support them. And, you know, they do like, hey, like I have a little bit of time on Friday. Here's a notification on Facebook. I'm going to be yep. doing this on this time. If you want to jump on, it'll be recorded and you can also, you know, sign up for it and membership of whatever oh. and blah, blah. And there's more like a casual thing whenever you work on it. Because that's if I was going to do it, that's kind of the path I was thinking about doing. It was like, you know, Patreon yeah. or something well, like that. So I think so as well. Thank you for the tip. Actually, I kind of uh, no, <laughs> dropped a note to myself. It actually makes sense. And I also want to do something really interactive. I just don't want to pay people uh, just for me doing some weird stuff. I want to be like useful and share tips and all that stuff. <laughs> and it's definitely coming. Thank you for support. Yeah, <laughs> man. yeah cool. anytime, dude. And if you're ever wanting to come back on and talk about whatever, please let me know and maybe get you and Levi on as well. It'd be really fun. So. Yeah, but I really cool. appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your day with us. And same here, same here. Same for you, Ashley. If you feel like you want to ask something, just drop me a message and we can just do a screen sharing or any stuff like that. Epic. And yeah, thanks a lot for organizing that thing. I really appreciate what you're doing because I know how it's difficult to do. <laughs> Thank a you. Lot of thanks stuff. to Andrew, and too. Yeah, thanks to Andrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. And thanks to Andrew as well. He's amazing. He was so polite. He apologized <laughs> a few times for not being able to do the, those two. Yeah. But it was a great timing, you know, because especially when the second time I was, I don't remember what happened, but I was so tired. Like I was absolutely <laughs> destroyed and, uh, yeah. and it didn't happen. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, God, dude, God's, it's okay. God's heard me. <laughs> Um, yeah no okay. worries man alright Ash thank you very much thank you so and much talk to you soon and that does it for this week's episode I want to give a big thank you to our sponsor Squarespace if you don't know what Squarespace is yet it's an awesome service that allows you to have a very unique web presence by eliminating the time and resources it used to take to create a custom website it's incredibly easy to use and allows you to create something beautiful in a matter of minutes so start building your website today at squarespace.com Enter offer code TCP at checkout to get 10% off. Also, a big thank you to our guest this week, Jama, for coming on and sharing his time with us. You can find links to Jama's work in all of the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com forward slash 114, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.